Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to be revisiting the 2015 Academy Awards to see if the movies and actors and actresses that won their respective awards should have won them. So these would be the movies of the year of our Lord, 2014. So let's get to it. Let's start with best leading actor choices. Michael Keaton for Birdman, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Steve Carell, Foxcatcher, Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything, who ended up winning this. Now, this is one of those rarities where a young actor won the Academy Award for lead actor. You see this more in Best Actress, where the ingenue can win it. Think of Paul Trow, think of Emma Stone. It is more common over there. It is not as common. Now, of recent memory, you might think of like Rami Malek and some people who are relatively young, but typically this goes to the older guys. So Eddie Redmayne, I remember him from Les Miserables, and he had done some stuff before this, but this was uh, a shock. And a lot of this had to do with the campaigning behind the Academy Awards. Because remember, understand that it's not always the best that wins. It's the best campaigned that win. And Eddie Redmayne was doing similar to what Austin Butler was doing for this last season and just kissing every baby and shaking every hand. I've seen all these movies. And to be honest, I think that this was a weak year for Best Actor. We'll we'll get to Keaton and Birdman in a second because, spoiler alert, that's the movie that wins Best Picture. Uh, but Cooper is good in, in American Sniper. I don't have a problem with him in that in that role. But I don't think any of these these actors deserve to win Best Pictures. What are those like? Can we redo these uh, top five? But if I had to give it to somebody, I'd probably you know Cumberbatch is just Mr. Rubberface Man. <sighs> Can we just just like pass? We'll just pass. None of these really deserve it. But I would say that Redman does not deserve it. And if you look at his career in the last eight years, he just hasn't done much. He's done the Fantastic Beasts and some movies here and there, but his career hasn't gone anywhere since then. So if you think if this is more of like a, like whose career has done the best since this? And I know that's not that. The, the purists would say the movie or actor or actress that deserves to win this should win it instead of looking at like, well, where has their career gone since then? Or what is their career before that? Or have they reached their peak? Because clearly Keaton hasn't done anything. I mean, he was in the new Batgirl that got shoved by Warner Brothers because it was so crappy. They didn't release it. Cumberbatch hasn't really done much uh, since then either. And Cooper really is the only one who stars Ascending. He's doing the movie Maestro. So in some ways, I'll just give it to him. Give it to him because he does play the PTSD character well, but I would not give it to Redmayne. Actor in a supporting role. <clears throat> now, let, let me mention here. So, 
actor in a leading role, I would have put in Miles Teller for Whiplash in one of these spots. Probably Steve Carell's Foxcatcher. Because Steve Carell, I think, is talented. I don't think he's that good when he does the dramatic roles. But he's, he's obviously comedically talented. But I would have replaced him, or honestly, Michael Keaton, and put in Miles Teller and give that guy his first Young Academy Award nomination, similar to the way Paul Mescal got his uh, this year. Actor in a supporting role, we got Robert Duvall, The Judge, Ethan Hawke, Boyhood, Edward Norton, Birdman, Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. Now, not a shock here. Given that I've done a movies that I love on Whiplash, I think J.K. Simmons deserved this. And he swept everything this year. And the funny thing about J.K., he swept all the, the awards this year. So Golden Globe, Sags, all of them. Funny thing about Simmons is most of you guys know him for what, what does he do? The it's not insurance, it's State Farm, right? He does State Farm commercials. And before Whiplash, he was just a, a mainstay in a lot of television shows, just everywhere. And then he comes out with this character on in, in Whiplash. If you're not familiar, this is essentially Damien Chazelle's first work. He's the director, also did Babylon, which we've talked about here in First Man, and. It's the movie about Miles celebrating the drummer at a conservatory, and J.K. Simmons is is the teacher who quote mentors him close quote, and uh, he's just mind-bogglingly good in this movie. And I feel bad because look, I, I think Duvall does great. Duvall's the judges is kind of like let's give this. It's probably the last time he's ever going to be nominated. Let's give him a nomination. Ruffalo and Foxcatchers, nah, I don't think they. Norton is decent in Birdman. He's 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 decent, yeah, charismatic. But Ethan Hawke, man, I, I feel bad because like in any other year, Boyhood should have won. He should have won this for Boyhood. You think of the well, we'll talk about Boyhood and say we get to Best Picture and uh, Best Supporting Actress. But I would had if this been any other year, I would have given to Hawk for Boyhood. But Simmons is just so insanely good. You had to give it to him. And then what has he really done since then? Not much, to be honest. Actress in the leading role. Julianne Moore, still Alice. Marianne Cotillard, Two Days, One Night. Felicity Jones, Theory of Everything. Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl. Reese Witherspoon, Wild. All right, so I have not seen Two Days, One Night by Cotillard. I love her. I think at her peak, she's gorgeous. Expect a sexy Saturday of Marianne Cotillard, early 2000s. She has a unique French beauty. And to me, the French aren't that beautiful. So I, I, I cannot comment on her. I can comment on these other ones. Reese Witherspoon Wild should be thrown out. Reese Witherspoon has no range. And I'm not going to say she's up there with... Julia Roberts is having absolutely no talent, but I do think she's a one-dimensional talent. And Wild isn't; she's not doing anything. It's the same. Like, how is Reese Witherspoon an Academy Award-winning Best Actress for the Johnny Cash movie *Walk the Line*? It's like what? Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is. The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. And so you're like, what? Reese Witherspoon? She's, she's just playing herself. She's the feisty Reese Witherspoon. She does not deserve the Academy Award for this. Felicity Jones, theory of everything. She's just, you know, a typical supporting woman, supports the the uh, Stephen Hawkins character. Yeah. Julianne Moore and Stella Alice, I think she does a good job. But to me, this is Rosamund Pike's year. I mean, come on, look. Gone Girl has its flaws. I will admit that. But in the majority of that movie, she is amazing. I do think she loses the character a little when she starts hiding and she does the kind of southern trash accent. And that part, she loses it. But man, she is on fire in this movie. And I think she does an amazing job. And to be honest, I love Julianne Moore. Very talented actress. I mean, think about Boogie Nights, she's amazing. Just amazing actress. End of the Affair, she's amazing in that. Definitely lauded, great actress. I just wouldn't give it to her for this movie. I'd give it to Pike. And you know, since then, Pike hasn't really done as much, but this was Pike's moment, and I would have given it to her. Not to mention, I think she's attractive, so maybe I'm biased. <laughs> Best Supporting Actress. Patricia Arquette, Boyhood. Laura Dern, Wild. Kira Knightley, The Imitation Game. Emma Stone, Birdman. Meryl Streep, Into the Woods. Okay, so... Let's just throw out Meryl Streep because it seems like anytime Meryl Streep's in a movie, we have to nominate her. So let's throw her out. Emma Stone and Birdman, please. What is she doing? She's playing what we would call now the Jenna Ortega, Aubrey Plaza, Sydney Sweeney, snarky girl in that movie. Nothing, nothing impressive in that movie. Throw her out. Laura Dern and Wild, eh, eh. Patricia Arquette and Boyhood. Look, I think she does a good job of the train wreck woman who breaks up the family of the boy and which is like the, the, the typical arc if you know the red pill kind of world i think she's fine in this do i think she deserves it i mean again i think this is another weak category i think all five of these are pretty weak kira knightley's playing kira knightley in a british period movie in the imitation game there's nothing fancy about her so i guess i don't think there's anything unique about her portrayal and it's you know it's interesting that i don't think if I am not mistaken, I don't think Knightley has an Academy Award. If I'm not mistaken, she's only been nominated for this and for Pride and Prejudice. And I'd give it to her. You know, I would I, I understand the the nomination for Pride and Prejudice, but for Imitation Game, she's again, there's nothing special. So I suppose I'd give it to our, our cat if I if I had to give it to somebody in this one. Let's keep going here. So we have for best director, we have 
For Best Director, we have Birdman, we have Ineritu, we have Richard Linklater for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest Hotel, Morton Tilden for The Imitation Game. All right, so Bennett Miller, Foxcatcher, we throw out immediately. This is really between Ineritu and Linklater. You know, Wes Anderson has his charm, and Grand Budapest is it's a good movie, it's cute, but... Yeah. May and I both, I probably I probably hold him in a higher regard than she does, but we're not the biggest, biggest Wes Anderson fans. I think you have to give this to Linklater simply because of a movie that takes place over 12 years. And, and, and directing that and just the scope and scale of that endeavor, which has never been done, I think for that reason you give him that movie. Not to mention the movie is a good movie. But the fact that I mean, he he recorded this over twelve years, or filmed this over twelve years, and got all the actors and actresses, and, and allowed the the boy to age and all these things, I think give it to him. Birdman, we'll talk about in a second. But Inaritu is the one who actually wins Best Director, which is common. You know, whoever wins Best Director typically is going to win Best Picture. So let's go over to screenplays. So we have written or adapted. Adapted Screenplay, Imitation Game, American Sniper, Inherent Vice, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. So this is an interesting one because this is Chazelle's first work. He's nominated. Also Inherent Vice. So P.T. Anderson has a movie that is nominated here. And then American Sniper, Jason Hall. Imitation Game, Graham Moore wins for this. To be honest, I don't really have a take on this. Who should have won this, to be honest? I don't, I, I don't remember anything impressive about Imitation Game. P.T. Anderson being nominated. Like, I almost want to give it to him because he's Paul Thomas Anderson. Or give it to Chazelle for Whiplash because that's his breakout. Writing original screenplay, we have... So this is original, written. Birdman by Inuritu and a bunch of other people. Boyhood by Linkletter, Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest Hotel, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is an interesting movie. Ugh. I suppose we can give it to Birdman. I suppose. If I have to give it to you. All right, so let's look at Best Picture. So at this point, they had expanded it to 10, up to 10. So they got Birdman, American Sniper, who is uh, Clint Eastwood directed, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. So as I've mentioned or alluded to, Birdman wins this. Okay, look, Birdman, <laughs> I think there's two views you can look at this movie. And there's a view, that there's a group of people who think this movie is completely amazing. And it's kind of like modern art. If you ever ask people, do you like art? Those who do like art, yeah, I like art. What, what period of art do you like? They always say modern art, cubism, action painting, whatever. No one ever says neoclassical or old art. And it's the same thing here. And I would say modern art is complete garbage. And then if I say that, I'm an idiot, ignoramus, obscuritist philistine who knows nothing about art which i know quite a bit about art i just think modern art's garbage so it's kind of the same thing so if you go to like museums all the docents will tell you that brock and picasso are amazing and lichtenstein's amazing and warhol's amazing and pollock's amazing and matisse is amazing and i think they're complete garbage so it's i think it's the same type of people who love birdman to me birdman is essentially like and i get the i get the i appreciate Nerito's. Uh, desire to kind of make this movie like a play. If you've ever seen it, it's very zoomed in. It's claustrophobic. It's it's a lot of just scenes in like maybe four rooms in the entire theater where it's being recorded. 
I find that to be just insufferable. Uh, I, I find it to be insufferable. I find the whole movie to be insufferable. I, I can acknowledge that some of the acting is good in it. Like, I think Keaton's fine in it, and I think Norton's great in it, I, and I think that Naomi Watts is fine in it. I, I, I think the acting is fine. But just the way it's filmed, I can appreciate the endeavor, but I think this movie is so exceedingly overrated. It is beyond overrated. And look, there were people at the time, I mean, even the name of it, Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, it just screams pretentiousness. It's all pretentious. And the people who love this movie, I hate to tell you, you're cognizant intelligentsia snobs. This movie is horribly overrated, but the emperor has no clothes. And if you say anything bad about it, you're an idiot ignoramus who doesn't know anything. So that being said, who should have won this? I would have thrown out Selma. I would have thrown out Theory of Everything. I would have thrown out Grand Budapest Hotel. I would have thrown out American Sky. Again, 2014, kind of a weak year in general. I wouldn't give it to, I mean, I, on one level of boyhood, May and I talk about Best Picture, especially in that one of overrated Best Picture winners. We, we're different. He, she doesn't mind giving it to innovative movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once. I tend to like the, I'm the more kind of traditional purist. I like the grand scales. I like the old kind of movies with scope like Schindler's List or uh, Gladiator or going back like the, the the David Lean, Lawrence of Arabia, Rip Bridge on the River Kwai. like these kind of epic movies. Boyhood's not that, right? Boyhood's not that. But Boyhood has a unique perspective given the way it was filmed. But to be honest, I mean, none of these movies deserve to win. In some ways, Whiplash holds up the best. On some ways. Now, do I think Whiplash deserves to win this? I mean, look, I'd either, I'd either give it to Boyhood or Whiplash, to be honest. Because if you look at these movies, which of these is watched the most? I know this should not be the criteria as to win, which wins Best Picture. But no one's watching Imitation Game or Theory of Everything. Nobody. Nobody's watching Selma. Hate to tell you. Some people are watching Sniper, especially the good Americana crowd. They're probably watching Sniper. And no one's watching Birdman, unless you're in USC film school or NYU film school. And everyone's watching Whiplash. So I, I would say if I have to pick a movie, give it to Whiplash just because it's, I mean, look, it's an intimate movie, but it's amazing. It's an amazing movie, especially from a, deb a debut of a young director. I would give it to him. Number two would be Boyhood. I would not give it to Birdman. Guys. I will post something at the Cinema Rag. You give me your take as to what you think about the 2015 Academy Awards. Until next time, please check out the two links. One is to make a donation if you appreciate my content. The other one is a link for all the Eclectico Gregorio episodes of the four feeds. And lastly, if you appreciate my content, please rate and review this. If you're on Apple, you can post a review. On Spotify, you can only rate it. But please help because it helps with the algorithm. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.